This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of Gen Z Money. Today, we are continuing on our career series, talking to a bunch of different young people about what they do for work and how they got there. Today, I'm going to be talking to Allegra, who is 21 years old and works in fraud operations in the banking world. Allegra dropped out of high school and found this job completely on accident, um, and I really love her story, so I'm really excited to share that one with you guys. We're going to be talking a little bit about what she does for work, how she got there, type of pay someone could expect in a banking role, some of the soft skills that are required to complete such a job, and some of her advice for anyone who's looking to do similar. I also found out a little bit about some of her money goals and accomplishments she's had since working in this role, um, which I found very inspiring. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, Allegra. Thank you so much for joining us on Gen Z Money. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Now, Allegra, I found you in the My Money Money Facebook group um, and you commented that you work in fraud operations, which I thought sounded so interesting. Um, So I'm really keen to chat to you and find out a little bit about what you do. Um, But for anyone who hasn't met you before, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been working, oh man, I've been working in my role for about well, since April. So only a few months. I'm still pretty fresh faced to it all. But I work for one of the big four banks in Australia. Yeah, in the fraud ops world of it. So um, the, the cool side of the bank is what I refer it to. <laughs> and you're 21, is that right? Yeah, correct. Perfect. So how old were you when you got into this industry? For sure. Um, I joined up in the bank in 2019 completely by an accident, surprisingly enough. Um, I didn't have any qualifications before um, and I was working hospitality at the time uh, at a cafe in Melbourne. Yes, served this guy coffee, created a bit of bit of banter, made a bit of um, made a bit of small talk, and he he made a joke saying, oh, "I'm always looking like looking for people like you to train my team or to." Um, yeah, to just show good characteristics around the workplace. And I said as a joke, I was like, oh, you guys hiring? Because I was happy in, in the workplace that I was also working at at the time. And um, yeah, he gave me his details. I sent him my resume and the next week I had an interview. And yeah, I've been, I've been there since 2019, which is really good. <laughs> and that's how I really got into the role that I'm in at the moment. Amazing. So I'm imagining it wasn't something that you had planned for in high school or anything like that. It was just a complete... Yeah. Uh, Luck of the draw. (laughs) Pretty much. I was horrible at maths when I was a kid and I think I jinxed myself at a really young age because I, I, I promised myself you can't get into finance, you can't get into a bank. You just can't do it because you won't be able to do it. And I somehow, somehow ended up pretty much, uh, not fresh out of high school, but pretty much like really young working in, um, working in finance. And I reckon I'll be set here for a while, to be honest. <laughs> That's amazing. That's awesome. So what was your first role like and what kind of things were they looking for when they hired you? Yeah, it was actually a contact center. So I started pretty much the bottom of the food chain or not really bottom because it was one of the more intricate teams. Um, I was just in the solutions team. So if somebody had a problem that the first few tiers or first few receivers wouldn't be able to handle it, they'll escalate it to me and I'd be able to fix the solution, which kind of got me into fraud. Being customer facing, you'd deal with it a lot in in that specific role, but it wasn't so much the, the following up. It was just speaking to the customers, 
um, coming to the uh, realisation that it's fraud or a victim of scam and then raising whatever the case was on behalf of the customer and sending it off to which would be my team now. So you're working in fraud operations now. You've climbed up the ladder. What are the kind of things that you're doing on a daily basis? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's going on, actually. We'd be dealing with OFIs, so other financial institutions, and reaching out to them if any of our customers have been victim of scam or fraud, trying to freeze funds in the process. Um, and same with the other way around, if if external banks are trying to get in contact with us about some of their customers or whether they are fraud victims or scam victims or the scam or the fraud, uh, fraudster, we'd be in communications with them as well as dealing with our own customers at home to make sure that they're all safe and they're also abiding by the terms and conditions of the bank. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about fraud operations, are you talking about people that have been scammed, maybe they have money taken from their account or is that the kind of fraud that you're talking about? Yeah, so um, there's a there's a little bit of a difference between fraud and scam. I guess the easiest way that I would probably explain it is like fraud is where somebody goes into your account without your knowledge and without your permission and takes money out. So they're literally stealing from you. Scam, on the other hand, is you giving money to somebody else, whether it's planning on being returned to you, whether you're buying a product or anything like that. As if, you're, if you've given permission for somebody else to have those funds, it's a scam, which is really tricky in a lot of cases because most of those times you're access to those funds have completely gone out the window and us fighting to get them back is even harder. Um, but we don't take the scammers or the fraudsters very lightly at all. Uh, there's a lot of, oh man, my boss is so cool. He has gone gotten himself into a lot of situations, like really good situations for keeping it so, like I don't even know how many people are safe, but there's there's been lots of situations where he's put put a few people in prison and um, coordinated with police and branch managers to arrest people in the branch as it's happening, um, surprisingly enough. So aiming to get up there somehow, um, sometime, <laughs> whenever that's going to be. But yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. And you've already achieved so much at such a young age as well. Do you ever feel uh, a bit of imposter syndrome for being quite young in your role? Yes, absolutely. And for being female as well. Um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of it. I, oh man, it's a, it's something that I've been dealing with a little bit recently. Um, having so much free time on my hands, it's, you've got to you just keep on thinking about stuff. I work in a very small team. It's myself, one other person and our boss. So the other person's my equal. And then the team that works next to us is the analysts. Um, so they're the they're, yeah, they're the, they're the really smart people when it comes to numbers. Um, they're what I swore that I wouldn't become when I was a kid. So it's pretty small and it's all male. Um, there isn't another girl in sight. So I do feel really anxious a lot. Not really anxious, but just really overwhelmed sometimes where I just think, oh, am I actually, do I, am I allowed to be here? Am I, do I have mm-hmm. a right to speak right now? Like it's a great team and it's, it's fantastic to be, work alongside the people that I work along with, along with um, because I've got so much experience that they're constantly, you know, constantly feeding me. Um, mm. But there is a lot of the time where I'm sitting in a room listening and thinking, fuck, should I actually be here right now? <laughs> like <laughs> I'm asking these questions, but I feel like I'm just faking it. So yeah. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. And I think that's the case for, well, 
primarily a lot of women, a lot of young people in the workplace, but also in finance as well. I've definitely had that feeling, no matter how supportive um, the people are around me uh, and knowing that I'm not seen any differently, it comes from within that feeling. So it's just about overcoming it in your own mind, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's a bit of a mind game. Um, If you've got any tips, I'm happily listen to them. (laughs) Yeah, I'll let you know when I figure it out for sure. (laughs) I'll let you (laughs) know. So we've talked a bit bit about what you do, a bit about your time in the industry um, and the kind of people that you're around. Could you uh, maybe shed some light on what someone in your role or someone in your industry doing similar work to you would expect to be getting paid? Yeah, I was, so when I first started at the bank um, back in 2019, I I think my salary was, uh, it was just under 60, I think off the top of my head. And that was for you know, nearly bottom of the food chain. The jump that I made in this role, um, the banding is between, I think, 75 and 100. Um, so depending on what your skill set is and your your level, whatever um, level you're deemed at, um, they'll put you somewhere in there or you can negotiate somewhere in there. Amazing. That's a great position to be in at 21. Yeah. Are there any financial goals that you've achieved um, since taking on this role? Yes, I have bought myself an apartment, uh, which is very stressful, but very exciting at the same time. I'm so proud of myself. Um, As you should be, that's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Imposter syndrome comes in again with with this. I feel (laughs) like I should be very, yeah, way too young to be talking about rates and body corp. Um, But it's, yeah, it's great. Uh, I was... Thankfully, I was in the in a very lucky position with my parents who were also selling the family home. So they were able to help me with tipping my deposit just over the line a little bit. Also working for a bank, you can get some benefits with that as well. But yeah, the savings, properly getting into a savings routine, I'm still trying to figure out so that I can start saving properly and hopefully in the next few years, um, yeah, buy property number two. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So there's probably quite a few people who are listening now and are very inspired knowing that you don't have to go through uni and all of that kind of thing to get into um, the finance world. So what would you say some of the skills that are required of your role are that people might not necessarily think about? Obviously, you got your job. Your first impression was made just by being friendly (laughs) and outgoing and having banter. Um, So what are maybe some of the soft skills that you think are required for a role like yours? Yeah, definitely people skills. Um, If you feel like you can't do it, fake it till you make it. Um, I know it's such a cliche, but seriously, if you fake it um, and if you you start to get good after a while, yeah, just stay chatty. Uh, You you never know who you're talking to. That's such a massive thing as well. doesn't matter if it's at a coffee shop. It doesn't matter if it's at a pub. Um, I remember, actually, I remember, (laughs) this was such a long time ago. Uh, Actually, it really wasn't. It was back in 2019. Just after I started working at the bank. Um, I was inbound contact center and I was speaking to this person on the phone. We had a bit of a, uh, bit of a longer call. So it was, um, you know, we get to put a bit more effort into, yeah, what, what you're actually chatting about. And he, he offered me a job in his finance, uh, his private finance firm. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I don't, these calls are recorded for quality and training purposes. <laughs> Um, but I said, thank you. I have your number. If I, if anything comes up, I, <laughs> I may reach out to you. 
Um, but seriously, you never know who you're talking to and mm-hmm. always, always just use, use a bubbly attitude. You don't really need to be taught it. You can just figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it. Amazing. <laughs> So if there was someone listening today who is maybe in high school, they're really not sure of what they're going to do, they're feeling the pressure, maybe they've got pressure from their parents or from school to maybe go to university or go down a certain track, what advice would you give them based on your personal experiences? Get a job. Get a job anywhere. Um, Start making some money. If it's hard, if it's a crappy workplace to be working in, like it's really toxic, maybe not work there. But if you find somewhere that you you're definitely learning that's a massive thing and it's pushing you uh, mentally and if you've got a great team as well just stay there for a while and just try to use those people skills uh, and see what you can source out outwards as well getting a job gives you financial freedom uh, that's the first step especially if you're working or if you're living at home um, and it gives you a really good start especially I know Probably most of the listeners aren't aren't that young, like young, young is in like 13 or 14. But the younger you start, in my mind, the better you'll probably, um, I don't, I don't want to say the better you'll turn out, but for example, <laughs> like working at Macca's, it can give you some really good life experience later on. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, employers look at McDonald's experience very highly because <laughs> the training is so good. So absolutely, any job is, is, is a good job at the end of the day if you're working hard, learning and making those um, smart financial choices early on. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, I think that covers everything I wanted to ask you today, Allegra. I just wanted to say congratulations on everything you've achieved so far at 21. You're absolutely killing it. Um, And I'm sure the people listening to this episode will be very inspired. So thank you again. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me and good luck to to all the young young ones running around or older ones as well. Um, You guys can absolutely smash it. (laughs) Love it. Thank you. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.